Hello and welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. This week we're joined again by Bridget. That's two in a row. I know. And we're discussing The Lost Boys. And here we go. I'm Bridget. <laughs> and I'm good at following cues. <laughs> Lost Boys, your first time seeing this. Oh my God. I have never seen this before. And guys, it's not what I was expecting. Did you love it? I enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be like dark for some reason. Yeah, like, no, it's not at all. It's like funny and it's the goonies with vampires that's what it says they wanted to make this like a vampires goonies movie basically (laughs) well they they nailed it and Uh, it's kind of like a peter pan story too so yeah you know that i have a history with peter pan and so i was seeing all the things in this a good a good history or a bad history oh i love peter pan i had like a thing when the 2003 version came out yeah where i was like "Uh uh-oh am i a monster because i am in love with this boy (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i don't think i ever saw that oh it's so good it's so good oh yeah i like isaac's place hook so anyway. Yeah. So your first viewing, you thought it was wonderful and amazing and totally loved it. <laughs> okay. Don't okay. Who was your favorite <laughs> character? Who was your favorite? Oh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. I I always like Corey Haim in this movie. And I also love Diane Weist. Is that how you say her last name? Yes. I hated her character. Oh my God. I love her because she just plays that mom in like every movie she's in and she's so sweet and like, Oh guys. Oh dear. <laughs> she's just so cute. Um, what I, I guess we should probably talk about the plot, but I will just say that what I loved about Corey Feldman is the whole movie. He's using that fake voice. And I, I thought it was such a it's like Batman. It's Batman voice. <laughs> I thought it was such a great choice to do those. So he, he almost got fired from this because, because you know how like he was super into drugs and everything. So even mm-hmm. though he was like a baby filming this, he would roll up like totally asleep because he had been out partying like high on coke and shit. So they like Poor threatened God. to fire him, and he was like, "All right, I'll come to work and do my job." <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the intro to this movie. The beautiful Santa Carlos boardwalk. Carla. Carla. Santa Carla, which is in, it is filmed in Santa Cruz, which was the actual murder capital of the world, like in the 70s, because oh. they had a ring of serial killers. So Santa Cruz was not super excited to like, that's take, they yeah, that's why they like, we're like, oh, we can't say it's Santa Cruz because we were the actual literal. When I was a kid, Santa Carla was the coolest and most dangerous place in the world in my eyes. Like, I just loved everything that was happening on that boardwalk in town. It made me very nervous and I wanted to be nowhere near it <laughs> as a young child. 
I'm having a flash in my brain. Is this the same place where like the opening scene of Face Off takes place? I haven't seen it. Oh, they're like. You mean Nicolas Cage Face Off? Yeah, and the boy get John Travolta's son gets killed like at a carnival place. It almost looks like the same thing. I <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen Face Off since like the '90s. Um, I have never seen it oh. ever. <laughs> I've not watched I'm starting it. my own podcast. <laughs> I'm you guys watch it. It's called <laughs> Face Off with Bridget, and you just Yeah, it's just people. one episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, every episode you face off with someone different. We trade faces. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this poor security guard who's all like, you know, trying to keep the peace on the boardwalk. He messed on with the carousel. Him. Yeah, yeah, the merry-go-round, the most threatening, intimidating plays that you could, like, fuck someone up. <laughs> They're like a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds on a merry-go-round <laughs> trying to start a fight. Very strange. Grow up, guys. Grow up. And then he's just walking to his car after work. Had a long day, you know. He's probably going back to his family. He's just trying to make ends meet. I know. And he gets scooped up into the sky. First victim of... I don't, well, do we have a cool name for these four boys? The, the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something cooler, but I guess there's nothing cooler than that. <laughs> the title of the fucking movie, Danny. What should we call them? The crazy Makers? Oh, man. Oh, Bridget, I, at this point, this is only my third note I wrote, but I said I love knowing Bridget is also watching this right now. I feel like Bible. <laughs> um, I also took notes. I wanted to make sure we talked about the biggest similarity to Goonies, which is a big brother we get to watch lifting weights. Oh, the, as soon as they walk into the house, he's like carrying a dumbbell again. It's like, what was the deal in the 80s? Brothers who were so super good. into fitness. How much did you love the grandpa? Okay, well, that's the grand, the priest from Sister Act 2, and I screamed. <gasps> oh my god, it is! Oh my god. That grandpa is my goal. I, I want to be that grandpa when I become... You want a shelf on the fridge that just says root beer and double stuff? <laughs> he said, that's where I keep my root beer and double stuff Oreo cookies. <laughs> I've never opened a TV guide, but I definitely want to be the grandpa that won't let kids touch my TV guides. Don't I, rip the cover. I used to read the TV guide when I was little. Like, we would get it in the mail and I would go through it as like an eight-year-old. Because I'm really a 96-year-old man at heart. <laughs> I always read it at my grandparents' house. It's exciting. Wait, TV Guide had, like, articles? I thought it was just a guide oh, no, of what was on TV. Well, it was a guide, but then it would give you, like, a brief description of what was going on. But then they would also have articles and interviews. There were um, horoscopes. There was a pretty great crossword puzzle. What? <laughs> this is like a magazine. Yeah. Oh my god! I also told you when your favorite show was on. This is the perfect magazine. I wish they still happened. Do they still happen? No. No. Oh. No. The TV. I hope they do. It's like seventy-five thousand pages. Many <laughs> <laughs> channels. Um. So there are. Oh, we get. We get. Uh, we get the best musical scene. Oh, the of beach any, party. Any horror movie ever. 
That guy was trying so hard to make us sound tough. Tim Capello (laughs) is his name, and he didn't try hard. He still rocks like that now. He tours. I follow him. Danny, like, really actually legit <laughs> likes him. That's amazing. That's kind of he was He was moving those hips. Oh. It was a little jerky for me, though. He was, like, a little too, like... Mm. That's what I mean when he's trying so hard. Yeah. It's it's the punctuation he's putting into it. Like, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. This is the end of this note, end of this note, end of this note. And he was wearing, like, a literal chain as a necklace. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Not a fashion chain. It was like a dog chain. My only complaint with that party on the beach is there were bonfires everywhere and people were just standing like right in them. Like there was so many people. (laughs) There's too many people who were bonfires everywhere. It was weird. Everything about it was weird. The fact that Jason Patrick was like, get lost 12 year old brother or 14 year old brother in this crowd of people. I'm going to go follow a woman. That I saw from across the... And we, like, just moved here, and this clearly is not a safe place, but... Buzz and off, you don't know kid. where you're going. Yeah, it was wild. I know he's supposed to be our hero, or whatever, the vampire brother, Michael, but he... The way he stares at that girl when he first sees her, I would... If you watched the movie from that point and didn't know the story, you'd be like, all right, that guy's a serial killer... That guy's super awesome. creep. He looks mad at her. For yeah. Being- yeah. <laughs> he looks there you look that good. <laughs> yeah. He is a little bit incelly, isn't it? Like, God, look at how good you dress. I, now I have to like be obsessed with you. Ugh. <laughs> Jamie. What's that? What's her name? Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Gertz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Twister, like, you're made to not like her in Twister, right? Mm-hmm. But really, as an adult woman now, thinking back on Twister, like, she didn't do anything wrong. She was just <laughs> dating this fucking weirdo who still hung up on his ex. She goes yeah. with him to, like, try and be part of his life. And <laughs> she's stuck in a bunch of fucking tornadoes. And everyone's like, fuck Jamie Gertz. No, <laughs> no, no. I didn't know there was that much hate for Jamie Gertz, but I, I didn't think so she, she was like the villain in that movie. What do you think of Max's store? Oh, the what, video what? rental play? Store. It was a video rental play? Yeah. He said, he was like, we've got the greatest selection of cassette rentals. I didn't know if like, you could buy them or whatever, but yeah. I thought it was just a video store. I should have known that something was up when she was like, when Diane Weiss was like, okay, well, bye. And he was like, well, what are you looking like? He just like keeps talking. Like yeah. she's like, <laughs> He's like, what? You need a job? Great. <laughs> yeah. Can As, uh, someone, spoiler. Oh, sorry. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> My spoiler. So that's good. Retail, that scene freaks me out. And so does the comic book scene. Like there's so many people just all over that fucking store. I do love the TVs hanging by the register, like the see-through cellophane TVs. I thought that was pretty clever. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Great for COVID times. I hated all of them. (laughs) Um, The comic book store. So apparently, like, the vampire comic that they reference in it, they that was like an actual comic that was only created for the movie. So there's one copy. 
and it's in that comic book store because that's an actual store. And the owner, uh, let people come and hold it and take pictures with it, like for free. I think that's so cute. I love that. As a horror movie fan and a kid, I dreamed of going into comic book shops and having that frog brother, brother experience where two dudes would just be like, let me tell you about vampires, bro. Here's a the frog brother experience. That's my band's name. <laughs> And their names were Edgar and Allen. Edgar oh, Allen. Oh, oh, I did not get that. I didn't I did either until I looked up trivia. What was the deal with their parents? Were they just like so high? That yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they were okay. just like crazy stoners who were just okay. asleep in the store all the time. Because they're the ones behind the counter with the sunglasses on, always dozing off. My kind of people. They were like geeky nerdist elites that if they didn't dress cool, they would have just been considered very geeky, nerdy dudes. Mm -hmm. Dropping all that knowledge bomb about Marvel, Spider-Mans and (laughs) Spider-Mans. I've never read a comic before in my life. (laughs) Um. There's something very uh, forward thinking in this movie that I appreciated. Um, I'm going to show you guys what it is. Okay. Ooh, screen share. It's Corey Haim's bedroom. Oh, I know. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) He has a poster of a girl with a car. Rob Lowe. That's Isn't Rob, Rob Lowe? Lowe? That's what I thought. Like, not just Rob Lowe. Sexy, like, like sexy, sexy crop top. Like, yes. Rob Lowe. And I was like, all right, this kid, <laughs> I love it. It's Rob Lowe. I love it. It's because um, the director had just directed St. Elmo's Fire. So for some reason, they're like, hey, you know what? Throw that. They didn't. Throw that up on Corey Haynes' wall. That's a totally normal, awesome. I like that they put that up there and not like Demi Moore. Right, right. I think that's kind of great. Maybe it's like an aspirational thing, like a mood board. (laughs) (laughs) A vision board. A Rob Lowe vision board. A low board. They just Uh, moved into this house too, so that means he put that poster up right away. Oh yeah, that poster... I mean, he probably put it up when his brother was lifting weights in the kitchen before they got a single box unpacked. He's like, where's my Rob Lowe poster? You know I need that up. That goes up first thing. You know my move. Low or no move. I'm in. All right. Can you guess how many times Michael was said in this movie? Oh, my gosh. 45. 118 times. Michael, I thought 45 was too many. Michael, 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 Michael. Michael, don't, don't drink it. Um, when he gets to go to like their lair. The cave. Oh my God. Talk about the cave. When I, see, fuck a boardwalk. When I was little, I was like, that is where I want to hang out. Is that goddamn (laughs) cave. Cause I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world that you could like set up in a cave. And it's very like quintessential vampire nest. I loved it. And then they also had that giant poster of Jim Morrison <laughs> too, which I was just yeah. ranting against Jim Morrison yesterday. <laughs> I went off on like a 10 minute rant. And then I was like, I what? rolled my eyes at Kiefer Sutherland for putting that up. <laughs> they also had a poster of the Munsters. Yes. That one was kind of cool. 
that was kind of <laughs> cool. But yeah, the Jim Morrison one can go. You know Kiefer put that one up. So the iconic scene of the Chinese food, what did you think of that scene? Um, it was gross. And I guess I've never seen a vampire glamour work that way. <laughs> did um just did it like, make you did it make you think of what we do in the shadows when they do the dinner scene and the one got T uh what's his name? Tai Taika? Yeah, and he's like He's like, would you like some pescetti? <laughs> remember? remember? Yes, don't remember that. Oh my God, it's so funny. You're eating worms. <laughs> the note I had about that scene was, okay, but Michael's eating just plain white rice. That's almost worse than maggots. You are a monster, Michael. <laughs> yeah, he is just eating. Plain white rice. Plain white, white rice. rice. <laughs> that is and he was hesitant to take it. Like he was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to like this. <laughs> We get Cry Little Sister, the best fucking movie jam of these. I just love that song so much. Oh, I didn't know that's what that song was called. Cry Little Sister. Um, Very uh, Catholic church vibes. Yes. The grandpa used Windex at one point as an aftershave. (laughs) I wrote that Big Fat Greek Wedding stole from this movie. Yes, yes, bitch, yes, yes. You know what? That's a good movie. I've have you never seen have it. you watched that recently? Like I haven't seen it since it came out. It's so I should rewatch it. It's a pretty fine movie. Why do you think there's only one girl in the group? Is this like a Smurf situation? <laughs> like there's these four dudes hanging out all the time with this girl. Why not get some more girls in the group? Or are they into each other? Well, I'm okay with that. She's like a new addition, too. Yeah, I expected the thing to be that Kiefer Sutherland was going to hate Michael because he was trying to take Jamie Gertz away. And it was going to be like, we're fighting over this girl. But he doesn't really seem to care that he's into Jamie Gertz. No. One of us. <laughs> Hanging train. He can't wait to have a new friend. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really he really takes to it quick. He's like, all right, we're best buddies. Sure does. It's real weird. I like the stare that they do when they're hanging under the train after everyone else dropped down. It, like, either Sutherland's, like, giving some, like, are we going to be best friends or are we going to fuck vibes? Are we going <laughs> to? Bedroom gonna, eyes. Are we going to make out? <laughs> <laughs> Where's this going right now, Michael? Where's this going? I saw that Rob Lowe poster in your brother's room. (laughs) I don't know what that would mean. (laughs) You're an open family, you know. Um, The scene where Corey Haim is taking a bath. Yes! Listening to the frog song. I wrote, 14-year-old boys take bubble baths? I know. I mean, like, good self-care is important. And I maybe... Maybe... Maybe if more teenage boys took some nice bubbly bubble baths <laughs> and rocked out with some good tunes, yeah. maybe the world wouldn't be such an angry place. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe everyone can learn a lesson from this movie. Bubble baths 2021. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I so Michael's, Michael's turning at this point, but when he says to his brother to go take a bath, he says it like Batman. He's like, go take a bath. Go take, <laughs> go take a bath. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about how he's starting to turn, which is just that he drank blood from a bottle? Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's apparently all you have to do. 
so but you yeah, full vampire yet. You don't become full right. until you actually kill someone. I guess I just don't understand that <laughs> that lore. Like normally, like you have to a vampire drinks your blood and then you drink right. their I know. We're just like we prepared this blood for you. Here <laughs> you we don't have this awkward we have just skin around. on skin. And like, do vampires even have blood? So would that have do you know what I mean? They like, blood, because most of vampire stories, you have to let them drink your blood after you mm-hmm. drink their blood. Okay. Remember when Michael drinks the milk and it's like, oh my God, it's disgusting. I'm lactose intolerant now or something. And he throws it on the floor. You see all the other vampires eating and drinking all the time. Like this, in this lore, apparently they can eat and drink fine. Yeah. I didn't think he even <laughs> took a drink of the milk. I thought he no, was he like it out because he was like, I'm thirsty. And then his body was like, we need blood. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he didn't even drink the milk, and then he threw it. Yeah, I think it was just him changing and his body being like, "You don't want this." That'd be such a pain in the neck. Oh my god! <laughs> to have to wait for blood. <laughs> oh, what a hassle! And then he, so he's transforming, and he goes to see Star. And he's like, what's happening to me? Which leads to having sex right away. Yeah. A real weird, very Joel Schumacher-y sex scene where he's like, this is what sexy is. Lots of, like, sheets everywhere. (laughs) It's just blowing effort. And the music, I didn't care for it. It felt very out of place in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you need some vampire sex, though, in the 80s, huh? I guess. So Michael just acts like a moody teenager. Really, if you didn't know the vampire stuff, when he comes home, he's like giving his mom guff. Like, yeah, he just becomes like kind of a jerk. Yeah, he's just a dick. Corey <laughs> Haim is like, are you mainlining, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey Haim is so freaking cute. I know. I know. This- this movie ultimately kind of bummed me out because both Corys are one is gone and the other one is pretty most. much gone. <laughs> Mentally <laughs> gone. Mentally yeah. Gone. Um, this was the I forgot that Corey Feldman and Kiefer Sutherland were in Stand By Me as well together. Oh. And asshole in that movie too. Kiefer plays a good asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He does. I mean, I hear he's probably like that in real life too, right? So is he? I don't know. I I don't know if I've heard Kiefer Sutherland stories, although I'm sure there are some. He was like, a and I feel like his dad too. Maybe I just assume that because I think they look mean. I mean, Donald Sutherland looks scary. Like he's scary looking. Is he alive still? I think so. I he was. I'm googling it. Yeah, Donald Sutherland. I like the scene where, why you guys are doing that, the Frog Brothers break down the lore of Santa Barbara after they get really into it. And they're like, I want, or he's like, there's ghouls and werewolves in higher up parts of the gover- local governments. Do you remember him oh saying Oh my God, that? I missed that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I was like, I want to see a movie about that. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to make a game for you two. So Uh-oh. it's ghouls, werewolves, or governments. <laughs> What does this mean? Okay, I'm have to choose if it is. It's going to be easy. But <laughs> if you do guess the ghoul or werewolf, you have to tell me where it's from. 
Okay. So I'm going to okay. say name, and you have to tell me if it's a government official, a ghoul, or a werewolf. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Tabbitt. Government. Government. That is the Wolfman from the 1940s movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll throw out an easy one for you. Well, maybe. Brett Kavanaugh. Ghoul? Ew, government. Government. I, ghoul. Ghoul. I mean, a ghoul in government. <laughs> Michael Corbin. A wolf. Yep, underworld. Ooh, nice. Spiro Agnes. Agnew? Agnew. <laughs> government. <laughs> <laughs> More than I think we know. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Uh, Jake Goodman? Ghoul. Yeah, it's the, remember in Werewolf in London, the buddy that turns into the, like, the dead guy that talks to him? Oh, nice. Okay. Jared Kushner. Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> chronic, evil, haunted doll. <laughs> Ghoul, definitely. Willard Wolf. Uh, <laughs> Wolfman. <laughs> Willard Wolf. That's probably a government person. Yeah, probably. No, it sounds like it could be, but it's the wolf from Animaniacs. <laughs> Wolfman from Animaniacs. Uh, you got me. Nina Picker. Ghoul. I don't know who, but... <laughs> a wolf. It is a wolf from Being Human. <laughs> a wolf. <gasps> you know what? I watched Being Human, so... I love Being Human, I but I did. I don't know what that is. I mean, the last one I had was Mitch McConnell because I really don't want to keep going with it. (laughs) And that would be monster. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get back to the movie. Thanks for playing. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, it's just like Vampire Showdown. Um, The Frog Brothers go to their secret lair and kill Alex Winter. R.I.P. He looked so cute in this until he turned. (laughs) And I saw his gross mullet. Oh yeah, that mullet. Their their hair is all pretty uh perfect. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually used to think Jamie Gertz is I was like, oh my god, look at her hair when I was little. I was like, I wish I had hair like that. We grew up with weird ideas of what was pretty because we grew up in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, that is true. Everything was ugly. What do you think of the little kid style? That coat was amazing. The Civil War reenactor? Yeah. What was, was that coat? Because he was a he was just taken. He's still on milk cartons. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so he must have just really liked that Confederate soldier. Why did jacket. they take him? Like why? <laughs> to, to be him? a companion for the girl, for Star. Oh. So she like. Why didn't they take another girl her age? I don't. I don't know. Maybe they were like, "You're a woman. You clearly have maternal instincts, right?" Well, they did have a lot of weird mommy issues in this whole. Well, they all wanted a mom, didn't they? That's why Max was going for Lucy. He even said, "Like the boys need a mom." Mm -hmm. So maybe they were. She's the Wendy. Yeah. Uh, If you had to be a vampire for the rest of your life, would you want a girl your age? Or would you want a fun little kid to be your companion? Oh my God, somebody my age, are you joking? I don't want to have to take care of something forever. Oh God. Yeah, I want like a friend, not (laughs) another responsibility. 
So we get into the Home Alone aspect of this movie where they're like, all right, let's set booby traps for vampires. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked that mini montage. It was good. If you ran into a church and you filled cantinas with, or canteens, whatever, (laughs) with holy water, do you think everyone would just assume automatically vampire? Yeah. Or exorcism. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would also, I would actually probably assume exorcism before vampires, honestly. Wouldn't that be fun to run into a church real quick, do that, and then run out? Just be like, I need holy water now! (laughs) 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 No time to explain! Yeah, any thoughts on the Home Alone scene where they start the main battle scene at the end? I just liked that little moment when they were filling up their water guns in the garlic holy water bathtub and they looked at each other like, we totally got this. (laughs) And apparently garlic doesn't work. The one vampire. Max. Like when they, the one who died in the, in the holy water bath. Oh yeah. They tried to like do something with garlic. Oh, yeah, and he said garlic doesn't work. And he was like, garlic doesn't work, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Well, like... Threw him in the tub. Not to jump ahead, but... Why did Kiefer Sutherland die? Because he was just impaled. Like, vampires should survive that. He wasn't impaled with wood through his heart. He was impaled with antlers. I mean, maybe they were doused with holy water? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I've never That's thought so that much strange. about that either. Yeah, I, I thought mean, he wasn't really going to be dead, and he was going to rise. Unless one of the antlers like went through his heart, but like you said, it's not wood. Hmm. Hmm. Very. Sorry to take the whole movie down, but it doesn't. That's very interesting. I want a sequel <laughs> where they killed Max like they did, and then Keith Sutherland has to just live on this boardwalk now as a human. He's like this tired old punk rocker and no one likes him and he's alone. And everybody makes fun of him all the time. And they're like, dude, you're wearing a bunch of leather. It's California. Chill out. (laughs) I think you're thinking of Spike from Buffy. (laughs) That's that character. Probably am. (laughs) Death by Stereo is a great scene. Well, I love that line because then a punk rock band I loved in the 90s also took that name, Death by Stereo. But like, just the whole concept of a vampire being thrown into, you know, a stereo and dying. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. Corey Haim got to be a little badass for a second. <laughs> Which we never see, like, that he knows how to do that. That's <laughs> not something you can just, like, be good at immediately. <laughs> uh, oh, I just wanted to say that when Kiefer Sutherland is, like, hanging upside down and sleeping in the cave and we see his feet... Yeah. Um, these are the second most disgusting feet I've ever seen. Who's for the first? John Turturro's in that show about the guy in jail. <gasps> oh, my God. So yeah. You know, what is it called? Like, Night? I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I don't remember the name of that show. But I on HBO, yeah. And the guy was in prison for killing the girl. Oh, yeah, the night up. And he, yeah. Yes, you're right. Those were awful. Ooh. Ooh, what I forgot about. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Showing them. They were disgusting. Gross. Yeah. Um, I also did not see the twist coming. Or maybe it was 
a twist to anyone else, but I did not think that Max was going to be a bad guy. Head baddie. They got me. I mean, I think the first time I watched that, that also happened to me. Like, I was like, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, what a twist! And And there's signs, like when the dog attacks Lucy or whatever, and like the kid's reading the vampire's hellhound dog book or comic book or whatever well now when he says to michael you're the man of the house aren't you gonna invite me in because can't <laughs> oh duh but that's subtle enough that you can miss that yeah because i could just be polite what why did his dog attack diane weist because it's maybe because it was protecting him because he was sleeping and it was daytime Oh, yeah, probably. I think that's good call. Yeah, good call. I didn't think of that at all. Yeah, he did it. (laughs) Yeah, grandpa comes in with his old (laughs) with his old jalopy (laughs) and kills Max, right? Yeah, 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 with like a giant fence post or something. Yep, because it was strapped to the top of the car or something or broke off part of the car. I don't know. And then you find out that Grandpa knew all about the vampires all along. What's Grandpa? Like, don't you think that he would have mentioned that? Been like, hey, by the way, there's fucking vampires all over the city. Don't go out at night. But no, just like, nope, don't drink my root beer. And that's pretty (laughs) much it. (laughs) So strange that he just nonchalantly at the end is like, mm, there's too many vampires in this town. Yeah. Gluck, gluck, gluck. <laughs> Where are my fucking double stuffs? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was Lost Boys. I, I'm glad you finally watched it. Like, it's a fun movie. Me too. It is fun. I, like I said, not at all what I was expecting, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I'm glad you finally watched it. Got to see the magic of a vampire keeper. <laughs> really, vampire my favorite keeper. part about this is the Corys. I love the Corys. I did write when they first make eye contact at uh, the comic book shop. I wrote when Cory met Corey. Oh, <laughs> this was their first movie together. <laughs> and it started it. I started know. it all. I know. All right. Well, good stuff. That's about it, I think. Have you seen any horror movies this month? That have blown you away? Something you should suggest to us? Um, I We watched last weekend Scare Me, which I really, really liked. We saw that. That's yeah. with the writer or like there's mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, we watched this a couple months ago, but Scare Package is really, really funny. Like my exact favorite genre of movie. But I think you should keep watching Bly Manor. <gasps> you haven't finished? I watched the first episode last night. Yeah, I think you should watch that. It's good. It's very, uh, lots of like things in the background that you're like, is that a ghost? Or yeah. Your shadow and it freaks. It, well, it's freaky because after I saw the show, I went and there was like a ranker article or something that was like all the hidden ghosts in Bly Manor. And it goes through like all uh, of the like ghost hiding in the shadows and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. I saw a few of them because I went through that article too. Yeah. Not all of them though. Yeah, it's good though. It's good. It's perfectly splendid. Perfectly splendid. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thank you for being on another yeah, episode I'm in, in a row, two in a row. Lucky ducks out there, you listeners. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. And we'll have you on again someday. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. I love you. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. And bye. Bye, Bridget.